I want to talk this morning about being thirsty. The last 10 days, I wonder how much extra fluid you have taken in in this very, very hot weather that we've had. How many of you have enjoyed the heat wave? You have, good. How many of you endured it? Yeah. Uh, I think a week ago, Southampton was the hottest place in the country. 31.5 degrees Celsius was the temperature in Southampton. Now, um, I want to get the PowerPoint up because I want to do just a little survey. Are we coming on, guys? Oh, brilliant. They're ahead of the game. Take it back, please. Here we go. Okay, this is the survey. Right, if your ideal drink for cooling you down in the hot weather is one of those, put your hands up. He's a bit young for one of those. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. If it is, come on. What's happening? Pray for Jeff. He's got a real job this morning. Okay. There we are. If you're a soft drink addict, if you would rather go for a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi-Cola, 7-Up, Sprite, any of those or even uh, whatever else is there. Who would go for that just to cool yourself down in this hot weather? Okay, great. Thirdly, if you're a real pure water-holic, nice spring water, quite a few of you go for that. That's your preference. Okay, how many of you would prefer a good cup of coffee? Yeah, okay. And finally, how many of you are true Brits? The lovely cup of tea. Yes. Strange, a hot drink actually is cooling in hot weather. Right, let me just tell you a little bit about all your desires. Okay, the UK pub goers drink an average of 124 pints per person per year. You said you liked a pint. Do you think you might drink that many in the course of a year? <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Okay, what about you soft drinks people? You drink on average 95.5 litres of that stuff a year. No wonder they're cutting down the sugar intake, in it? Or what about you soft drinkers? You drink on average 45 litres of bottled water per year. The dear coffee people, I wonder what we know about them you drink the equivalent of 2.8 kilos of coffee ground up, which is about three or so cups a day. And then the dear tea drinkers. Here we go. 1,460 tea bags you consume in the course of a year, which is roughly four or five cups a day. A lot of useless information. But we do that because... We are thirsty people. Now, in the passage that Phil read to us from Isaiah 55, God says to the people of Israel, are you thirsty? He, first of all, is stating a condition. Is anyone thirsty? We're all thirsty. We've all been thirsty in this last 10 days and we've probably taken more fluid in than normal because it's necessary. People who run marathons 
experience something that is called the wall. The wall is a term that's commonly known for when you hit around 18 to 20 miles of 26.2 miles, you reach this moment, that's setting aside the elite athletes that will be at the Olympics doing the marathons, but the normal, ordinary, everyday people like you and me hit something that's called the wall, and what happens is around 18 to 20 miles, your body starts to feel a fatigue. Physiologically, you hit this barrier that's invisible, but it's known as like hitting a wall where all your energy, all your strength goes, and it is destined to kill you in your tracks so that you cannot finish the 26.2 miles. Your body is running out of fuel, and you begin to tap into every reserve you can find in your body, that, that extra fat, and any place you can draw energy from, your body begins to try and feed on it so that you can keep going. You go into muscle cramps from lactic acid buildup and dehydration. I know I've been there. I remember after I ran the marathon, I collapsed in a heap, I think Janice thought I was dying. I was in a terrible state. I finished, finished with a sprint, because I believe in finishing life well. But they took me off to this medical room where there were doctors and people, and they began to kind of check what was going on in this 67-year-old uh, guy who stupidly ran a marathon to raise some decent money for a good organization. And very soon they diagnosed I was completely dehydrated and my body was in shock. So they connected me up to a drip and started to pour some sugary stuff into me. And within an hour, I was revived and I was able to drive home. And then stupidly that evening, I had a trustees meeting for an organization that I was involved with. I know what it's like to be totally dehydrated. You know, we all thirst in different ways. Let me just tell you a few different ways. First of all, all of us, we thirst for love. It was George Bernard Shaw, the Irish playwright, who says, we all go about longing for love. It is the first need of our natures. It is the loudest cry of our hearts. We can all identify with that. We all have a need to be loved. And the reason why we have a need to be loved is because the Bible tells us that in the beginning we were created in the image and likeness of God and the fact is, the Bible says, that God is love. It is the essence of his being. It's the essence of who he is. And all of us have a thirst to be loved. But also we have a thirst for acceptance. It has been awful in recent weeks, and particularly after England tragically lost the Euro final. They didn't lose it. Italy didn't win it. Penalty shootout doesn't prove anything. But everybody thought, we have lost. And the racial abuse that went online to some of our players was awful. It was cruel. It was hurtful. And even yesterday... 
the lifeboat service that runs out of the Tower of London near Tower Bridge, some of those guys as they were going to work yesterday received abuse. We get abuse that is part and parcel of our culture now and it hurts because it is an action, it is a verbal assault of saying, I reject you as a person. Somebody said, acceptance is the currency of love. We're all designed for relationships. You see, God said in the beginning when he created Adam, it's not good that Adam is alone. It's not good for man to be alone. So God gave him Eve. Because we were designed for a relationship because being made after the image and likeness of God, God is a God of relationship. That's why he left eternity and stepped into our world in the person of Jesus because God wants to have a relationship with every one of us. We crave, we thirst for acceptance. We need it. And rejection makes us feel alone and unloved. In America, I have a younger brother. And my younger brother, when he saw how wonderful a choice I made in marrying Janice, my younger brothers decided to marry Janice's younger sister. And they live out in America, they've been there for 30 odd years. But they decided in their lives to adopt two Chinese girls. Two lovely girls, they're young adults now, Becky and Betsy. Becky was left in a little box on a roundabout and she was found wonderfully taken into an orphanage and then my brother and his wife, they adopted her. You could say that that little girl, from the moment of her birth, was, was rejected. Now, you understand why some of the parents went to such terrible measures was because of, in those days in China, there was this restriction where you could only have one child. But she was rejected from birth. But my brother and Janice's sister, they accepted her and brought her into a family, and she's a, a beautiful, young, lovely young adult now. Maybe you went through an experience a little bit like that. You felt rejected from birth. Maybe you were told you were a mistake, you weren't intended to be born. I want to tell you, so far as God is concerned, you are not a mistake. He accepts you fully in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, we thirst for something else that's called self-worth. Because we need to feel that our lives are useful. We need to feel that there's a sense of significance and value about each and every one of us. Our celebrity culture feeds the kind of idea that unless you become famous, you're important. What a lie. You are who God made you to be and God looks at you and sees you as a person of great worth. But this is the condition that we find ourselves in. We are thirsting in life for these needs to be met. Finally, in these verses in Isaiah, there's an invitation that God says, if anyone is thirsty, he says, come and drink. Not liquid drink, but it's a drink that satisfies and meets the cravings and the longings of our heart. The context of these words here in the Bible was a time when the people of Israel were weary. They were worn down by war and captivity. 
And they thirsted for freedom. They thirsted for hope. They thirsted for peace and contentment. And so God speaks to them through the prophet. You're thirsty. Come to God. He will satisfy you. He will renew you and bring you free freedom. And Jesus gave a similar invitation. He says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. What did he mean by all of that? Well, there was an occasion when he was traveling with the disciples. They'd been on a long walk and he arrived in a place called Samaria and Jesus sat down by the well while the disciples went off to buy some bread at the local Tesco's or Waitrose or wherever they went. And as he was sitting by the well, a Samaritan woman came along and Jesus said to her, would you be kind enough just to draw some water for me to have a drink? She was a bit shocked because there was enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans. And she said, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, what are you doing asking me for a drink? And Jesus then opens up this amazing conversation. And he says to this woman something incredibly powerful, he says this, anyone who drinks the water from this well will thirst again. But the water I give, it will satisfy you, you will never be thirsty again because it becomes a fresh bubbling up spring within you, giving you eternal life. You see, Jesus can satisfy us like no one else and nothing else. Jesus can satisfy us with our thirsting for love. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. Jesus can satisfy that longing for acceptance. Jesus can satisfy that need for self-worth. It's all found in him. Let's close our eyes for a moment as I just end with a moment of prayer. Father, we recognize that we have so many longings. We thirst for many things in life. And this recent heat wave, Lord, has been a a useful illustration of the natural thirst that we all experience. But Lord, we know there's a deeper thirst within us, a spiritual longing a spiritual desire for hope and peace and contentment and assurance. We thank you that you came to give us that in the person of Jesus. And I just pray, Lord, today that every person who hears what I'm saying will respond to what you said when you said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink and he will receive or she will receive eternal life. Lord, just... Let your words settle in each of our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.